Hey everyone, welcome to the show. You're listening to Can I, the Latchel podcast named for the acronym Continuous and Never-Ending Improvement. At Latchel, we have a deep belief that you can't get better by staying the same. And our podcast is here to give you the tools and resources you need to achieve healthy growth. As a Y Combinator-backed company, we know what it takes to have rapid, accelerated growth, and we want to pass our learnings along to you. At Latchel, we help property managers and landlords grow and scale by taking over 24-7 maintenance operations. We've developed an innovative mix of software and on-demand support to help do that. Each week on this show, we bring on industry experts and we dive into the topics that'll help you shape your business. Welcome to the show. Let's get going. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this session of the Latchel Property Management Podcast. I'm Ethan Lieber, the CEO of Latchel, and I'm here with our guest today, Martinez Fedotovas, owner of Equity Nest and host of the Beating Alpha Podcast. Equity Nest is a social media agency focused on helping real estate developers, operators, and property managers market and brand their business in a way that increases deal flow, uh, acquires more customers, raises more capital for syndicates, and of course, helps you become an authority in your area. Uh, so we're going to be talking about how property managers can leverage online marketing, social media strategies, and all kinds of other digital strategies to create some transformative uh, customer acquisition for their business. Welcome to the show, Martinez. Thank you. Thank you, Ethan. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And it's good, uh, to change, it's good to change places. First of all, I just want to say, you know, of fun. course. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if, if everyone listening caught it, but I was on the beating alpha podcast and we had a great conversation and I asked Martinez if he'd be so kind to come on the lateral property management podcast. So thank you for thank agreeing you. to come, come on to our show. Uh, so we have a reversal of roles here. Now I get to interview you, you and pull out all the knowledge you have so that, the property managers listening can hopefully transform their business. Um, Let's start with some background on you though, because if anyone didn't listen to the Beating Alpha podcast, they're probably thinking like, who's this Martinez guy? What's up with him? So why don't you give us a little bit of your background and kind of what you do so people have uh, an idea? Sure. So again, uh, as we spoke prior to the interview, we have an hour so I'll give you, instead of a long story, I'll give you a short story on my personal background because uh, just focusing more or adding value and being in service for the people for, who are watching this episode. So first of all, thank you so much for, you know, taking the time to do this episode. You know, social media is super important. Again, and coming back to my personal journey, uh, met a great, great guy. His name is Greg, and uh, he was a mentor of mine and basically uh Try to squeeze, you know, and until because I like to talk for a very long time, you know, I like to talk long this, uh, you know, sentences. But uh, basically, he became a mentor and through bigger pockets because I was looking for ways to learn about multifamily syndication. So I basically utilized bigger pockets as again, that's so, uh, one of the platforms that we're going to be talking about in today's conversation and ask the questions what do you think is the best way to start multifamily syndication business? What the pieces I should be focusing on? And there was this guy, his name was Greg. And he answered me questions in 
detail and it was like i was blown away i was like whoa that's that's some great information this man is providing and then ask a second question you know on a bigger focus uh, bigger pockets forum and the same guy greg he replied to that as well and it was like whoa this guy's just you know and like there was a big message like in very detail exactly the pieces and like the exactly the things that i supposed to do and i was like man this guy is awesome you know so i was like can you spare me a few minutes so we can jump on a call you know, for 15 minutes and just to talk, you know, business and see, you know, how it can teach me, you know, that multifamily syndication I was like, sure. So we got on a call and that's how our, you know, relationship basically started. Then I found out that he's a developer. He basically uh, built and sold 300 plus million worth of that, you know, worth dollars of real estate. And he's, wow. actually, you know, yeah, real estate guy and was like, whoa, that's, that's fun, you know, and basically in that time I was doing, um, I was looking to do kind of a financial consulting type of business. And basically my niche was, you know, kind of middle-class, lower middle-class people. And when I told to, to this man, he was like, so what are you doing? So I was like, I'm in transition, I'm building this business. And he's straightforward. He said, look, this is not the business to do for you. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, look, it's going to be a tough sale for you because those people, lower middle-class, they don't understand that they need to change. And if they understand, it's going to be a hard kind of sale and, mm. you know, a lot of work. And he said, look, it's, it's going to be very difficult for you. Of course, I got the sales skills, everything, you know, communicate. But look, he said, it will be tough. I was like, okay. But he said, look, you have some, uh, you know, social media, like design skills, as far as I'm seeing, because he was going through my personal social media. And at that time I had, uh, it was called the money show. And that's one of the ways that we can talk about kind of rebranding. Again, during these times, there's a lot of rebranding going on now with the property managers and companies as well. So basically that was at the time the YouTube was in meeting alpha was money show. Uh -huh. And, uh, and the guy said, look, you should, you know, provide a social media service for real estate businesses, because he said, I'm a real estate business. And I see there's a lot of real estate operators who are basically missing the piece on social media. You know, they're not building this thought leadership. Uh -huh. And it was like, okay, that makes sense. And he said, look, there's not a lot of people doing that. So that was about, you know, three plus years ago. So, and I basically, I took that, you know, consulting type of business. I put that away. And I remember I was having this call in a, in a cafe, you know, I had my laptop and probably in another two, three hours, I created equity nest just from scratch. Like everything was done after the call, same day in three hours. And so right after, after, this was right after you got off the uh, yeah. phone with Greg, yeah. you decided to start a social media Look, because that's that's part of the social media strategy, and that's why I love the guy, and I give a guy a tremendous amount of credit, you know, because full name Greg Dickerson, Greg Dickerson, if, if you know, uh, tremendous, like, really, like, the guy didn't ask, you know, a lot in advance, he was basically guiding me and coaching me through the process in transition building the business, and in exchange, I was providing him service for, for his personal social medias. So that's all he asked. But one thing that he taught me, because he's a little bit of this military, has this military approach. Oh. And he said, look, I don't keep anything on my to-do list. He said, everything that I have to do, I do it right now. So he taught me to say, you know, every time he said, look, Martinez, you need to do this. I used to say, done. You know, it's like done. So I just do it, you know. So I took exactly the same approach with him. And I was like, man, I need to do it right now. Just, just do it, get rid of it. And that's it. Let's go from there. So it took three hours and then again, um, start going through the, you know, messaging people and letting people know, and you know, that I'm doing this business and that I, you know, how I can help them to scale the business. Well, so the, the, the three hours so that you're talking about, do you just mean you had to, in that three hours, you actually set up the business entity, 
You yeah. got like your, your legal paperwork all done. Everything, everything. There, there was basically from the website to the Facebook, Instagram, social media channels, and the paperwork. So everything. literally in three hours, you like set up your whole company. You got like yeah. your website, the legal paperwork, yeah. all because your social like, media. Like, like, like the website, the, like for social media is so easy to set up. So again, that's for some people thinking like in three hours, you can do everything. Like, let me show you how you can do it right now. Because a lot of people are, what they doing? They're thinking about, oh, what is the perfect logo? What is the perfect, everything has to be the perfect. And the perfect that doesn't work in this real world. You just have to go and do it, you know, just say done. So we that, talk about, the, we talk about bias for action all the time yeah. at Latchel as like a, a culture principle. This is like bias for action to the extreme. Exactly. Yeah, it has to be done, you know, because look, at the same time, even though I know I'm going fast, you know, faster right now than I was going three years before, I still do understand like we're missing some pieces in business, some key people in business as well that will help us to scale the business faster and go faster mm -hmm. because I know there's other companies who are going faster than me. So, so you, you know, like when you have that thought in your head, when you know that you're operating your, you know, so small social media company and you're looking to help the companies around you, there's people like Elon Musk who's looking to fly to Mars. And I'm like, man, look, there's always more to do, you know, there's always next level, you know, to the business. So, so how much more you can do, but that's what it takes if you want to scale the business fast. If, if, if it's through social media, you just have to do it if it's going to be only you. You know, it's always good, of course, to, you know, outsource companies and people. And it doesn't have to, of course, be me because there's a million other social media companies that can, you know, kind of provide you similar things when it comes to building that thought leadership. Mm. But you just have to do it. Because when people ask me, you know, like, oh, it's, you know, X amount of money it's going to cost me. And I said, look, if it's X amount of money and you invest in it because that's an investment and you're going to get return from that. I said, but look, if you invest zero, what's the return on that? So, you know, like it, it's, it's like, because people still ask me the question, should I do a social media? Should I be in social media? Should I use TikTok, Instagram, you know, Facebook, YouTube, podcast, blog posting, you know, should I do that? I mean, it's been around long enough now, you know? So if you're still asking that question, I mean, you're behind a little bit. So sorry, you know, that's just the reality of the business, you know? So we, I did a podcast probably two years ago with a Latchel customer. His name's Peter McKenzie. He runs a management company called Rincon. And one of the things he talked about doing was uh, video content. So he, he posts to YouTube, but he also puts these videos on his site and his blog, just doing regular updates. And one of the interesting things he said was, he, he at this point he didn't have all the analytics down so he didn't know yet if some of the inbound leads were coming from like youtube but what he did say was like he already had had enough data to know that by putting by using video content any leads that came to his website converted uh more often so i think there's something to be said about just creating what you're talking about the thought leadership even if you don't necessarily like have some beautiful uh, sponsored ad campaign that crushes it on acquisition by doing the content you're creating authority. Yeah, because look, like everybody who is watching this episode, you're doing a business. I do, and I do assume you're going to be doing this business for many years to come, hopefully. <laughs> because if you want to continue to do the business, not doing the social media is. It, it, I mean, you know, that, that will suffocate the business, you know, going long term. 
because like social media is going to continue to be here. Facebook is not going to go away. LinkedIn is not going to go away. All these companies, they continue to grow because they capture all the people attention and Facebook uh, every year. And this year is the best year probably for them during the COVID because there's a lot of people spending money on ads because they do understand that all people that were hard to reach before during the COVID, now they're easier to reach because everybody's mm -hmm. at home, everybody's glued to the phones. So look, these companies not gonna go away. I mean, you either gonna utilize them and you're gonna use them or, you know, I don't know what happens, you know, but I, I mean, it's, it's, of course there are successful businesses local small businesses who stay local but i'm talking for the companies who want to do more business globally or you know again for the people who are watching this from the states in multiple states maybe you know some different countries you know having clients not in the only in us having clients in you know in, in russia in japan and you know all the in europe because there's so many different opportunities mm -hmm. you know so why not again come back and have the bigger vision and like Maybe we can take a couple steps back. Um, what does Equity Nest do? So you created, you spent three hours, you got Equity Nest set up. What what was like the vision for Equity Nest? What, what do you guys actually do? Yeah. So the main vision, the main vision, and the key point for the business was to provide the social media content creation, management, and posting. Kind of everything is is turnkey service, and that was my main key for the businesses. For those busy operators, for those busy property management companies that were looking to get on board, it's they are busy people. And you know, like they're besides being busy and running and scaling the business, they have the family, they have their hobbies, they have their interests, and whatever they have in life. Because business is the vehicle vehicle that feeds the lifestyle, right? And provides, you know, business for other people, for the passive investor, if it's a syndication, you know. So I wanted to free up some of that valuable time for those people. So I didn't want them to create, you know, any additional content. So like one piece of a content that we need from the people is just a video. That's all we're asking. And of course, oh. you know, pictures and stuff like that. But was, that was the main kind of thought. Okay? And we wanted to create a diversified approach in different platforms. Because for simple reason, because people, we as people, first of all, we consume information in different ways. Because maybe I'm more visual and I just like to watch YouTube videos or read blog posts. Somebody is more auditory which they're going to go and listen to the podcast. It's just coming back to the human nature and the way we operate as people. So I understand kind of a little bit of that psychology, you know, and diversifying your efforts and with the consistent effort, you know, building that brand. So that's why, we'll, that's what we wanted to provide, you know, this kind of, you know, organic growth on multiple platforms that will help them to build that thought leadership. Because I was going, uh, you know, I was going and meeting actually physically and we were in my wife's country. Uh, she's from Georgia. It's, it's in Europe. And uh, we, we went there for, again, for business purposes. And we've been in the city and there's a lot of, there's huge developments going on. I'm talking, you know, two, $300 million projects. Mm. And those are people from Russia and, you know, from, you know, East kind of East uh, part of the, you know, countries. Yeah. And I was sitting them with, you know, sitting down with them with the laptop, with the presentation, there's five people and I'm, and I'm showing them uh, what's going to happen. And with the presentation that I was showing them, I said, look, the recession is going to happen. You already know about that. And they were basically building the apartments and selling the, you know, uh, building the kind of skyscraper type of, you know, you know, buildings and selling them as an apartments, you know, individually. Mm -hmm. So uh, look, I said, look, the recession is going to happen. You're aware of that. If you're not aware, look, this is the statistics and that's what's going to happen. And they were like, okay. So look, and how you can position and the way you should position before that happens is through 
building that thought leadership on multiple platforms. Because look, I said, your clients are not only from Georgia, it's from the States, it's from Turkey, it's from the surrounding areas, it's from Russia, it's from all these countries. You know, and I said, look, if you're not going to do that, what's going to happen? During the tough times, just like, you know, in recession and in COVID, especially now, people stop spending money. Well, they do still spend money, but they will be very aware where they're going to spend that money, you know, and the, maybe the last thing that they will need an apartment at that time. Like there's cool. not a lot of people are thinking right now, I need to buy an apartment. They're thinking I need to rent an apartment and I need the food and I need to pay the bills just to survive. Right. So yeah. that's kind of the idea for the people because they're targeting those people. They're not selling like luxury condos for high net worth individuals that always have money. Right. Even right. Those people are selling the, their, you know, luxury condos or apartments right now, houses, you know, because they're well, just liquidating stuff, you know, because they don't need it, like selling off the jets. All the <laughs> right. 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 So, but yeah, so understanding that, and I was preaching that going on podcasts and talking with the people, I said, look, you better get prepared for that. Because I didn't plan for the COVID, nobody planned for the COVID. And now the COVID just kind of 10x the entire, you know, um, you know, the, the entire thing, the, the economy is just shut down and, you know, everybody's now fearful and they know what's going to happen. And I yeah, guess, we, as I mentioned before, we started talking, there's a lot of noise. Yeah, and before we even hopped in. Again, is helping people and companies to pierce through that noise with the right message, with a positive message. Because yeah. the positive message, is, that's what's lacking now in the market. And again, you know, there's, you know, how, do you, how are you going to reach people? Let's say you're a property manager. How are you going to reach a multifamily syndicator, multifamily, you know, owner, developer, like if they're like, they're uncertain, what's going to happen like with the future with their business? Cause they have their own personal problems, family, business, like, and there's COVID there's elections. There's like, you know, noise are coming through different angles every single day. So how are you going to, you know, pierce through that? It's, it's a little bit difficult during these times, even through multiple platforms, through social media, it's possible, but it's a little bit more difficult than it was before. Still, at the same time, it's easier to reach those people because everybody's at home. So there is pros and cons, you know, into that. But what's the chance you, for you to reach those people and pierce through the noise if you don't have any of the social medias? Yeah, like I think there's so like behind, a... As I said, and you're thinking, should I have a podcast? I mean, it's <laughs> right. very tough for somebody who's watching and have a property management company to scale the business. Because how many of the calls you can take a day? You know, if you're just, you know, three people or four people, it depends again, who is in a business, because maybe somebody who's, who's watching here, which I, I'm like 99% sure people who are watching this, they don't have probably 200 people, you know, in their company. So there's a couple of factors though that you were talking about that kind of create some interesting dynamics right now. The first is generally we're seeing an increased interest from landlords looking for third-party professional managers. And that's because with COVID, there's like new laws around eviction moratoriums. There's a lot of complexity with how to actually manage property during COVID. And so a lot of them are looking to third-party managers, which is creating some increased interest. Um, you also have some interesting dynamics on the transactional or syndication side, right? Where there's, there's this sort of this combined increase in opportunity that's come from all the interesting dynamics from COVID and low interest rates. Uh, but then you also have the complexity, all of that creates in this, this uncertainty. So the, the kind of factor underlying all this, that's creating sort of nerves, I think in, in businesses, what if we go into a lockdown? What if residents can't pay their rents? 
Um, what's going to happen then to the mortgages on those properties if tenants can't pay? Are those going to default? Um, and then you have the third piece, which you've been talking about, which is given all of this uncertainty, people are like craving and looking for solutions and the authority figures. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the listeners at Latchel or the, uh, that listen to this podcast, a lot of them will have kind of regional or geographically focused operations. Um, uh, many of them are in multiple geographies. But even then, a lot of the folks listening have to work with international um, customers because they'll, they'll have, let's say, uh, customers in Singapore that own homes in Kansas City and they, they manage those properties in Kansas City. They might work with uh, folks at any, you know, across Europe that own homes in Florida or California. And so there's this kind of like, kind of really uh, kind of diverse dynamic at play of the types of uh, folks that listeners will be working with. Everyone facing some of these problems we just talked about where it's like an increase, increased level of interest but now you have COVID creating this difficult dynamic. Um, so for companies like that, that are geographically focused, but may actually be working with customers across the world, you know, so long as those properties are, are located in those geographical territories, what are some of the, let's start with platforms. What are uh, a couple of the most high value platforms property managers can focus on to actually capture attention? So you're actually talking about to capture attention from the foreign markets or anybody from all over the world or just locally in USA? That's a good question. I think both. I mean, I think, uh, well, I think the first question is how does a property manager know who to target? Targeting international investors yeah. could be great, but how do they know if that's going to be effective? So again, yeah, so exactly. So that's part of the kind of due diligence questionnaire that it's one of the questions that I go through with the company. And it's all about figuring out the message. And again, knowing who exactly your client is, you know, because look, like if you don't know who you're going after, and of course, like for the company who is established, been in business for quite a long time, they already know who, who, the, who the people are that they after, who is the multifamily investors, where they are, what's, uh, if it's a, you know, United States, uh, which uh, states are they from? Because again, there's just so much that it can do, you know, maybe they have, again, uh, limited resources and the markets that they can cover currently, right? And they're looking to just expand in their own personal market and then they can go and reach and talk with other people because I don't know if it might, would make sense to kind of blast out the message across all over the world and talk with the people that you have no interest of, you know, doing the business with because you're, you know, some of the companies are capable to handle these clients at the moment. Yeah. But if we're talking about, you know, to the current market, so let's say somebody's in, in Florida, so, you know, you can target these people again, utilizing all the platforms. So, I mean, you know, eight platforms. So there would be like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, bigger pockets, blog posting, uh, podcast, YouTube, so all of those bigger, you know, all of these different platforms, because the, the biggest ones that and everybody asks the, you know, what's the formula? Give me the formula. You know, don't tell me about the platforms. Tell me the best ones that will provide the biggest returns. Yeah. Again, it depends who, depends who the audience is, you know, who the audience, what type of people you're after. Are you going to be talking with the young? Because look, there's a lot of operators in multifamily industry. They're young people. 
And there's a lot of those. And the message to capture those people's attention is a little bit different than the ones you're talking for a 50 and plus. You know, so so it's coming back to overall, like who who is the who is the basically the audience that you're looking to, you know, to tell your story to. But it's basically, you know, just crafting the message to those people and making sure that again, because the message, because people ask me the question, you know, how you can help us, you know, to to let's say to to build this thought brand and look, because we have just so much in control available because it's so important internally for business to understand who they are and what they do and what makes them different because i'm not gonna sorry but i'm not gonna make a difference because it's it's the key pieces look when people are gonna watch you on youtube or gonna listen to the podcast it's not gonna be us it's gonna be you talking uh. so and and you know people say look uh pictures like we do that blog posting we do that but pictures they'd say thousand words and the video will say 10,000 words, you know, and the video is always the better, you know, that's the way uh, to go. But, but look, we can do, we can add as much value as possible. We can create a beautiful looking design, transcriptions, tags, everything in place. We have to make sure that we're targeting the right audience that you're looking to target. But coming back to the point internally as a business, understanding what is your differentiating piece between the rest of the you know property management companies what makes you different and that's doing all the research internally because what makes me different from the rest of the social media agencies you know mm -hmm. that, that's the question that's the question that i have to answer myself i'm not going to ask somebody else can you make me different that's just who i am like the the the, the thumb print that i have it's unique nobody else have it the dna nobody else have it so same as you same as everybody else, you have to be unique and you have to understand what makes you unique. And then through that social media, through those eight different platforms, you can push that message out and uh, let people know. Because those message, those social medias, look, they're not going to do you a, a, a lot, like very much, like if you don't have, again, internal message clear mm. about what you are as a business. Because look, every every great company has a story. So like, what is your story? Because these eight platforms, they just help you to leverage and, you know, reach more people. But, and that's why a lot of people don't get enough attention because the message is not there. It's just like, it sounds like everybody else that you came through, you know, every person that you talk with, like they talk, they talk with 10, 20, 30, 50 different property management companies and everybody sounds the same. So like, well, what is the difference? Yeah. So, I mean, you're kind of saying, Hey, you need to figure out your brand and your story first, and then you can develop a, a comprehensive social strategy. And I think you're right. I think a lot of people just think, great. I get my account set up. I just start posting stuff and that's my social media. Yeah. And, and you're right. Yeah. That's a big mistake because that's what people do. And some people, and like I came up with a like Udemy course and like, I'm not even, put, I'm just mentioning because I, I want to say something because like, I think it has like two people that sign up. I mean, it's, it's tremendous amount of value there, but the, the reason it has two students because I'm not pushing on it. It just sits there for the people because I talk with a lot of, you know, multifamily syndicators, you know, so, some of the property managers and some of those people saying, look, current, current times, like talk with us after 30 days or, you know, 40 days or 90 days, yeah. because I do understand it's, it's a little bit tough for them current, you know, current this market conditions. And I, that's what I was like, look, there's like, whatever Udemy decide, if it's, you know, 12, 12 euros, or if it's 120 euros, whatever the Udemy decides, go ahead and, and get that yourself and teach at least yourself how to do it and how to post it as much as you can personally, 
yourself yeah. right now because what people are doing and the biggest mistake is is posting whatever they think you know because they're just doing it for the check mark like i posted it but is there a message to those people yeah. is there a message that is there value to the content because everybody kind of doing this check mark thing yes posted there, there's youtube video but is there any value in it and is anybody watching those you know pieces of a content you know where does it go i, I so should they, I, I... I should say too, for everyone listening, because uh, almost all of our listeners are US based, that Martinez is in Ireland. So when he says euros, the, that's where the euros are co coming from. Um, but of course, you help uh, real estate companies, management companies all over. I know you have a lot of yeah. business in the US. Yeah. But let's talk about the brand brand building and the messaging, because I think that's actually a really complicated thing that a lot of businesses miss out on. And a lot of the social media content you'll see is just sort of like, the it's very vanilla. There's nothing interesting about it. There's no reason for me to look twice, right? Mm -hmm. So when you think about the messaging and the brand building, what are kind of like the important components that make for a good message and a good brand? So yeah, again, it's, it's a, you know, it's kind of a formula question that people are looking for and asking me, like, what is the main kind of core pieces? Look, if, if you're a brand new business, you never had, uh, uh, like, if you're going to listen, like, go go right now. And because I'm sure there's a lot of people who are watching this. They heard about Joe Rogan. How did you heard about the man? I mean, because he has this podcast and he's getting paid 30, 30 million dollars per year by to do a podcast. And now he signed up, you know, with the. Uh, Spotify contract, $100 million. I mean, how does that happen? Go and take a look at his episode. He has, I think, close to 2,000 episodes. And if you're going to listen to his first conversations about where what, when he's talking about his first episodes and he was live streaming, I think it's called Ustream. He was like live streaming. There was 200 yeah. people watching those episodes. So look, there is no secret from Like everything that we're talking in this life, in this business, everything takes time. It's everything is it's through consistency, through crafting your message and doing some major changes right now, because you cannot do what you did, you know, with the marketing and with your approach, you know, 20 years or 10 years ago, because these times are over. And now all these companies are changing internally as well. The ones that you're looking to provide the service to, the ones that you're looking to get on board and manage their deals. Yeah. Those companies are shifting now. So you need to adapt to where they're shifting and where they're going, you know, so, so. Yeah, so so basically, it's just catching up, catching up to what's going on. You know, it's yeah, a lot of people are behind with social media. So, I think too, so, some of you know, I do this too, and maybe this isn't the right way to approach it. I mean, maybe maybe some elements are are right in this, but I think a lot of businesses too will say, okay, who's my client? And for some management companies, it's going to be sort of like your DIY, maybe accidental landlord, uh, kind of like the average Joe who has like a few homes, doesn't want to manage them himself. For some companies that have a combination of that plus institutional investors, where they're working with actual companies that run, you know, 50, 100, sometimes thousands of units. And then of course you have like other real estate operators doing like brokerage, transactional, things like that. And I think a lot of folks will say, okay, let me think about my customer. What do they want me to be? What, what would what branding would be best to appeal to them? And I think maybe a part of that is the right way to look at it, which is we want to work backwards from that customer 
and say, what do they actually care about? Yeah. How do I adjust messaging to really pinpoint what they care about? Mm -hmm. But I think the other component that a lot of people miss is what's kind of my own special, what makes yeah. me special that I should be talking about. Cause it's not just about you that as the customer, it's also about what I can provide to you. And what I can provide to you is like whatever my skill set is. Like Greg, who you mentioned at the beginning of this, Greg said, Hey, your special skill set is you understand branding and marketing. I think a lot of companies miss out on that. And I think part of it is it's the it's the main piece, you know, like the message yeah. is the main piece that will make you different because look, there's a lot of companies that people are they don't even know about. Like they don't know these companies existing. Like if you can think about any company right now like pick any company like the first that pops in your head how do you know about it i'm sure there's some great history behind that company you know because yeah. like all the biggest companies look at the nike like look at the you know apple like all of these companies you know think different you know apple. Yeah. i mean everybody knows like look there's thing that apple so because of these things because they're so deep you know and the message for apple it was is, is the main piece like you know people think about steve jobs always this you know like this guy kind of leader and but he was great at sales and marketing that's what he was you know he had the people in place who were super great when it comes to design and you know graphics and all of those different components that makes a business yeah but but he was a great salesman and you know he he, he was visionary he know how to present the right message to make it appealing to the people he was like look at this you know there's no buttons you know so, so what makes you different so we can show that to the people like, look at this, you know, that's what makes me different. And of course, you don't have to be an Apple, you know, maybe there's too much, you know, like there's a big gap, you know, uh, going from where, you know, some of the people are, where, you know, right now to, to that. But I mean, it's possible yeah. just, you know, like duplicating, like, because one of the questions that you had, and, and I'm sure you're going to ask me is like, uh, you know, what are the top like management companies? And sorry for again jumping the question. No, no, let's let's jump into it. Yeah, but but because look, there is no like because everybody because everybody is looking for that answer. And I had like I do these kind of free of charge service like uh, providing value calls uh, for free like at least twice a day. I know like these people have no intention of like getting on board with us because that's not where they are financially. Some yeah. of those are just coming in because they're nosy. They want to smell around and see maybe you have some secret sauces laying around that they can take and implement. Or, look, you can, as I said to you, like you can ask me anything because if somebody tells you that they have some, some sort of a secret sauce for social media, they're going to be lying to you. If somebody tells you, because I had this conversation yesterday with a group of people who are doing multifamily business, they said, like, like, what are the promises? And I said, look, if somebody's going to tell you something that they promise a certain amount of followers or something, they will be lying to you or it's either going to be bought. Yeah. Because, you know, those things don't happen because during these times, it's, it's like you cannot promise anything because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Of yeah. course, like the promise that you can put is like, look, you're going to be all over the place and a lot of people are going to see you and there will be a tremendous amount of attention coming in. Because again, prior to that, you didn't do none of that. So th that will be happening. And from there, whatever is happening internally, how you can handle all these people that are going to be coming in, like, look, it's it's going to be up to you. We're going to provide you the traffic of people. But what's going to happen from there? Are they going to be happy with the terms and conditions? Are they going to have happy with you personally? Because sometimes it's just a personal thing. They will be like, ah, I don't feel like this guy is the right fit, you know, for whatever reason. 
Yeah. So what, what's the promise in that? You know, but, but it's just like being and utilizing all the different media platforms, you know, just, just being out there and pushing your message, you know, and reaching the people that you want to reach. So there's, there's, again, there's a lot of different moving pieces and that's why we provide the social media service to, you know, but like, look, the best case scenario, like coming back to the, to the thing that I said, if you take a look at the, let's say you're from again, Florida or Georgia and like, because all these people are different states, right? So Mm -hmm. take a look at the top management, property management companies in there, in your state, Google one. So if it's going to rank at the top, go and check it out go and check it out the social medias go and see what these people are doing and go and see and the way they 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 present their personal message to the audience and where they are when it comes to the platforms i'm sure they will be using more than a few mm-hmm. you know so and just duplicate because you know, it's not going to be just one you look it's coming back to personal education because i come across people who read you know one book and they think that's that's the that's the way they're supposed to run the life just based on one book it's not the one book you're going to get the one book, the second book, the third book, and that's when you're going to become, and that's where a lot of people become confused. They don't do anything because like, man, like one guy is telling me to do this, another that one, like you yeah. need to become confused and froze up. So instead of becoming froze up, like you should take one advice, another advice and make your own recipe with that. So it's same going on Google and check it out what these companies are doing. Don't check one and take, okay, I'm just going to follow this. Look, there's other companies who are living behind, but they will go ahead because they have something going on right now, you know? So always you have to keep your eyes open and, and observe because, you know, success is pretty easy if you just observe, yeah. you know, pay attention to what's happening. I mean, you, you can you can go, you know, ahead, you know, a lot. Yeah, so, we, you know, we talk at Latchel and a lot of times we're applying this to operational, but it applies to marketing as well we have a culture principle called continuous improvement and pretty much anyone that's listening to this podcast or that works with Latchel, it's, it's, they embody that same sense, continuously improving. And it means a lot of what you've been talking about, which is there's no silver bullet to marketing and branding. It's a constant iteration. And you mentioned the podcast, like, you know, you listen to the first episode and you're like, well, this sounds totally different than by the time you're on like a 400th episode. Like I listen to Tim Ferriss a lot. And if you listen to his early episodes, like he doesn't sound like the same person. It's a totally, it's a different <laughs> show. Like he's, it's yeah. evolved so much. Yeah. And I think you're right that the messaging, the branding, the execution plan, it's all, it all evolves in the important pieces that you're tracking it and paying attention so that you're, you're continue, continuously chipping away at it. But I think one of the hardest things too is like, how do I even start? Because I think, I think starting oftentimes is a big hurdle for folks and maybe you can give us some advice there. It is definitely. So I'll just come back for a second to the point that you mentioned, like, and there's a secret sauce that will give you a startup. Like it will give you a kind of fast transition into getting more people. And that's through paid ads. Of course, that's not the approach that we, you know, uh, offering to the clients because it's all through organic growth through multiple platforms. But if you would pay up, if you have access capital and we're going to be talking thousands, it's not going to be hundreds. Because believe me, go through paid ads on like because you will have to do a little bit of A-B testing and whatever it's going to be, if it's going to be Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, you know, it, it, it will require for you to run multiple ads at the same time and make sure that you can put more capital into ad that's performing the best. 
So, so you will have to spend the time again, educating yourself or it's either getting the third party company that will help you to do that because that will propel you a bit, you know, because that's possible through the ads, but you have to run high numbers on that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's companies who are doing that successfully, but you cannot depend just on ads because nobody depends just on ads. You know, Facebook, like Nike is all over the place. They have Instagram, LinkedIn, all these channels, but they do run the ads too. So yeah. that's one of the things. If, if somebody's looking to head again, kind of looking for this, you know, quick answer, just give me that. Go in and learn how to do the paid ads on multiple platforms. So, yeah, but, but coming back to your point is just like not starting is, it's a very interesting question. And like, you know, with all due respect, I don't know why, why people are still asking that question. Because like, as I mentioned before, uh, like if people are still thinking about it, should I start like Facebook? Should I like Facebook page or TikTok even? You know, and I look at people's faces when I when I talk about the TikTok because that's the eighth platform that we're providing service to. Because we did the A/B testing with the TikTok, and we did some posting on, on one account like that, that we currently own, and that account got 2.4 million views, like 3,000 comments and the shares and the likes, and there's now multiple videos that got 800 plus, 1 million plus views. But it's not about the views. Of course, it's the views is good, the content engagement, traffic, but. TikTok allows you to input three links, which is the Instagram, YouTube, and any link that you want in a profile. So imagine all the traffic now comes to the TikTok and, and you know, it, it goes to all these different platforms. And like in a TikTok, you can include the Calendly link, which for some people thinking, oh my God, it's going to be a lot of, you know, 14-year-olds who are dancing around. Be <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about 14-year-olds don't own yeah. property. <laughs> yeah. And look, there's a way because... That's why people ask me a question. Some syndicators asked me that question a year ago. It was like, Martin, can you provide a service for TikTok? And at that time where TikTok was as a company, I said, look, I don't think there are some accredited investors, you know, dancing around, you know, on the TikTok. And they said, okay, that's fine. So they kind of went and did their own personal thing besides what we offer. So they recorded their own videos. But now, not long ago, we started to do TikTok because look, it's not even the kids anymore. It's kind of everybody. The demographic right. that was young, now it's it's everybody getting involved with that because they understand that, look, because how fast you can grow and that account now has 110,000 followers and that happened in two weeks. Huh. So, I mean, how fast, what other platform can offer you that type of traffic, engagement? Like, it's insane. But when you talk with the people and you tell them TikTok, if you still get the smear in the face, you know it's like a little bit laughing it's good it's the great time to get involved with something like that because when facebook was coming out or youtube or podcast everybody i don't know about facebook you know it's like kind of stupid you know having this profile picture friends online like i have my friends you know i can call them and look what's happening now like facebook is dominating the industry so but imagine the first people who start utilizing that platform and it's all about, you know, seeing the behind the curve. And that's what sometimes social media is all about. You know, it's just you have to see. And of course, it's super difficult. And then there's no sauce for that. How do you see behind the corner? Because look at the Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban is a great example. That's how he built his companies and continues to build that. He looks and see, you know, what's happening behind there, behind the corner. So I can be the first one to kind of get a peek and see what's going to happen and make sure that I will, you know, put my service in place for those people who will be coming behind me. You know, so that's the genius. That's the, and that's where he is, where he is, you know, but uh, that's the next level we're talking about. But basically just, just starting out, just starting out, you know, and just without thinking again, as I said, done, you know, just, just having this mindset, you know, cause you're already running a, a successful company. 
So why not should you run, you know, like why not should you start these social media platforms, which are like 100,000 times more uh, easier to start. You just like email, name, address, you know, whatever details, boom, that's it, you're done. And instead of that, people is like, oh, I don't know, because I do understand. They already know there's a lot of people ahead. And that's one of the kind of, there's a lot of mindset shift pieces have to be involved individually for the person. You know, they have to, like, they have to understand, because I do understand some of the property managers, they're 40s, 50s, and, you know, it, it's, for them, you know, it, it could be a little bit difficult. But look, you know, there's a quote saying, like, it's hard to, to you know, to to teach an old, an old trick, uh, an old dog, a new tricks. I don't believe that. Because there is many examples in the marketplace of, you know, young people, old people that are dominating the industries. But they made some serious mind shifts. And that's what basically yeah. is. Like, it's all the mind shift that, like, the way you're running the business and the way you scale your business too. And that's where you are because of those mind shifts. And you know the quote, what got you there is not going to get you. So there's going to be additional mindset shifts involved. And far part of that is the social media, understanding that you need to utilize. And again, look, no secrets. There's no secrets. Start, post. And of course, there is some strategies and tips and things that you need to be aware of when it comes to the tagging and using the specific tags, the amount of tags. How do you go through geo tags and like different things? When do you post? Where do you post? How often do you post? But that's all like simple stuff. But a lot of people are thinking about kind of, you know, like I have to be in front of the camera. I have to say something. And that's coming back to the mindset. That's the internal dialogue that people have to have, you know, themselves personally. So let's get a little like tactical here then. So when actually when you work with a, a company, whether it's like a management company or a syndicator, what's your typical process for creating and executing a strategy that's tailored for them? Yeah, so I think I will be repeating myself a little bit, but again, it depends on the message because mm -hmm. everybody's is different, but the approach is going to be the same. It's again, it's going to be through consistency, you know, and there's different options because we like for the service and that will be again, it's just not like telling about the service, but we structure the service in three different pieces. So it could be 10 posts a month, 20 posts a month, uh, 30 posts a month or 60 posts per month per platform. And people ask me like, why, why is that different? Like, why is the structure that way? Because for the people who are starting out, look, you if you're starting out, like posting consistently is kind of the main piece. So whatever, it's a 10 pieces or, or 30 pieces per month. If you're already established company and you want to hammer on your social media and reach more people, doing 60 posts per month will do a great job for you. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's all about basically, but it's coming back to the core message. Like what, cause like I have the 15 questions that I, when it comes to the onboarding process, I'd sit down with the people, with the companies and ask them specific questions, you know, like what you're looking to accomplish, who's your people, you know, what is the specific goals for this month? Like if I'm talking with the syndicator, are we going to be focusing, you know, raising capital process or is the deal flow, or you just want to expand your network? Like what is the, what is going to be a message for that month? And maybe there's going to be, okay, we want to talk with these people in that area and 20% is going to be going to raise capital, you know? So you can always diversify your, you know, social media efforts, but, but it's pretty much like, look, it's, it's really not that difficult. And a lot of the things people internally, they can handle themselves. But again, sometimes because I, you know, I, I come in here on the podcast and I talk for an hour and I make it sound very complicated because, you know, I sound all the smart and people are like, oh my God, this guy is just, you know, look, it's very simple. Like, but maybe it looks for me simple because I've been doing this business for three, three years right now. 
So for me, it's kind of no brainer when people ask me, and maybe that's why I don't understand when people ask me, you know, like how you can start that and that for me, it's just like, man, it's so easy. Sure. But if, if I will can, if I can put my eyes and somebody, my elbows and somebody else's so they can see what I see, they will be using and utilizing these medias, you know, long ago. Because, you know, what's happening right now, you, again, you, you have to use it during the COVID and going here from, you know, moving further. I mean, there's tremendous amount of leverage that you can get in, a, you know, through organic growth in LinkedIn right now. What, yeah. LinkedIn, what Facebook used to be before, before the paid ads and everything was there, you know, all the restrictions, the, you know, guidelines of the community, you know, now like all the organic reach is there because LinkedIn is smart. They want to capture part of that audience from those platforms that don't give their organic reach. And LinkedIn will give you that again through consistent posting with the right message through video. It will give you a tremendous amount of leverage. Bigger pockets, you know, bigger pockets is a tremendous because look, bigger pockets is all about real estate. And of course, you will get some people who will want the rough and you they will be like, kind of, you know, they don't, they're not going to do business with you never. But there's a very small percentage of those people. Most of the people, again, if you're if you're property management company and you're not utilizing bigger pockets i mean come on <laughs> how know? could a uh, i'm curious like how, how could a, a regional management company like let, let's say los angeles companies in los angeles that's who they serve how could a company like that use bigger pockets without yeah. like having to talk to people in like new york you yeah. know yeah, well, well, you're gonna create uh, topics based on Los Angeles and why Los An how what makes you different than Los Angeles? The way you manage the properties, you know, for your current clients in Los Angeles, and it's gonna be all Los Angeles, Los Angeles all day. Mm. <laughs> That's what you're gonna be talking about. You're not gonna be talking about New York or Florida. It's and it's gonna be the topics. So, so those people who are gonna click mm. on those, they, I'm sure they will be from Los Angeles, or maybe like 10 percent, five percent is gonna be just wondering those people, and they're from New York, and they wanna invest maybe sometime you know in the future in los angeles but still we're capturing the attention of those people because like if i have no intention and intention to invest in los angeles why i would go and read about los angeles property management like i don't care you know what would like um so i think a lot of people like the defaults like hey i'm a property manager in los angeles and i want to manage your properties and you know i think i think you would say the same thing generally that's not going to work <laughs> But what are the kinds of like topics property managers could maybe like use to drum up attention to get eyes on them? And then again, the message, what makes you different? What makes you don't be cock. Don't be scared sometimes to be cocky. Why we are the best property management company claim, you know, Muhammad Ali, everybody, you know, right, I'm, the right, yeah, yeah. I'm the greatest before he ever had a fight. I'm, I'm the greatest. I'm like, I'm taking things to extremes. Because look, that's what it takes during the COVID, the, the entire, you know, uncertainty phases. You have to like, if you don't want to do that, be quiet. <laughs> don't talk about yourself. Because if you believe in your service and your business, why wouldn't say that you're the greatest? Yeah. So, so say those in the blog post, why we are the top, the greatest. You don't want to say the greatest, say one of the top companies. Okay, let's take a little bit down. One of the top companies <laughs> in, in LA. 
and talk about well, that. In this day and age, like I feel like just, just say you're the greatest because that's you're competing <laughs> with other messaging that's hey, I'm the greatest. So yeah, yeah, yeah. why not? Well, look, look, whatever approach you want to use, the greatest, the best. But look, there is like making it custom. And I, I, of course, like it's always about it servicing people. And that's why I'm coming here today because I just want to service people. No intention. You know, like if somebody wants to ask me a question, we can schedule calls. I'll give you everything free in detail. And that's what I do. You want to jump on board because it's too much fine but look like the, the when we do the blog posting of course like you've been to bigger pockets and you know you see all these like blog posts new blog posts and the one that says uh editor's choice so every time we post it, it let's say 90 plus percent chance is going to go to editor's choice and when that happens what happens the way bigger pocket works depending on the topic again if you're the best or the greatest it's going to depend how many people are going to click on that right because uh -huh. it's going to have a custom message don't do the lazy stuff, which is YouTube, going to Google, stock image. Everything has to be custom because you want to stand out from the rest. Because the rest that you're going to see, you can go right now and check bigger pockets, the blog post. You'll see all these kind of stock images because everybody's lazy. Nobody wants to do the work. And the thing that they like, the thing that they're talking about, oh, look, it's like because it's important. The way that's why it's going to go there too, because of the two reasons. The same as YouTube thumbnail, as YouTube was exactly the same, is because of the thumbnail and the title. So bigger pockets, of course, when the editor, whatever, and people are gonna want to put it up there, it's gonna be because of you know probably the title or more than the thumbnail. But that's that has to be the main piece. Oh. And if it's gonna go there, one thousand, you know, depending on the topic, let's say five thousand people that's going the middle, two and a half thousand people are gonna click on that, and then it's gonna be all that value in there. What makes you different? Uh, maybe a short case study, you know, how did you provide the service for the company without, you know, putting the names out and, you know, and that's the result that you provide for them. Short, could be mm -hmm. 500 words plus a little bit. Don't have to go crazy. Don't have to go 2000 words and, you know, like talk about, you know, all, all these stories. Go straight to the point because these people are busy. They don't have the time. Attention span is so short for the people. Yeah. So why why go into the stories and the details and you're somehow you know telling the story and then you end up on a you know Neptune, and you, and you talk to you know like go direct go direct and tell people what makes your company different, and then put a link down below saying look you can schedule a call with me you know I'll be happy to talk with you and see if there's some potential business you know opportunities you know maybe work with you or wh whatever you want to call it that yeah right? in there. And some people are saying, oh, again, I'm going to get a lot of wanderers who are going to click on that. They're going to schedule. They're going to waste my time. Calendly will allow, actually, for you to input more than name, email, and phone number. You can kind of vet your potential person. How mm -hmm. many of you don't? Where do you are? How many of you been? How long you've been investing? What's your all these details? And then, you know, it's going to be saving you a ton of time. Instead of going through and asking these questions yourself, you will see, oh, okay, so this person fits my criteria and we can have this talk. Yeah. So if, imagine posting on these bigger pockets, and we're talking one post. <laughs> so let's talk about 30 posts per month yeah. and doing that consistently. I mean, you, you will become an authority very fast because there's not a lot, maybe none of the property management companies who do that. So I have two questions and then we're going to wrap up because I know we're kind of short on time. So uh, first one is, are there any like trends or changes happening in social media right now or branding right now that you think folks should pay extra special attention to? Well, you mentioned TikTok. Yeah. So probably TikTok is one of them. 
Are there anything else? So I would say, I would say definitely yeah. So TikTok kind of will be it because there is a lot of people smirking still and thinking, oh yeah, yeah. So TikTok will be it, and whatever else, whatever else platform will come up, and of course in the near future uh, could be you know artificial intelligence getting involved because we're already kind of these cyborgs, and you know this piece of a machine is just our extension. Right. We cannot live without it. We cannot live without it. I mean, it's it's ingrained into us. Like we're a part of the technology, and technology is us now. You know, so, 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 yeah. you know, so there's going to be new companies who will come on board and new platforms. And, you know, there was a Snapchat. There is no more Snapchat. So, you know, there's all these companies come and go and some will stick and stay and making sure that you build your brand on these platforms. So those will be, again, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, bigger pockets. I'm sure they will stay for quite a while. Again, Twitter could be yeah, YouTube. YouTube became the new TV, like the TV that you have at home is just the background noise. I mean, nobody watches it anymore. Unless it's yeah, like, you know? right, right. Yeah. Well, or you're trying not to watch because it's the election. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and just marketing yourself long term on these platforms because look, there is no short term answer. There is no short answer for a long term strategy. You know, so it. If a property manager or, or someone that's getting into like syndication or uh, runs a brokerage, it's kind of transactional, but they they can't do this themselves. They don't have the bandwidth. And what they're doing is looking for other expertise, perhaps like Equity Nest could, could be someone else. For a company that's just kind of starting out with this, I mean, what's like a reasonable budget for them to dedicate to online marketing? Well, it depends. Again, you can you can like the, the cheapest option that we have for our service. Again, without pitching the service, mm. I don't know, but it's still going to be pitching because I will tell the price. So it's thousand <laughs> hundred dollars per month. That's the cheapest option. Okay. Registering eight platforms, starting all the platforms, ten posts per month. So that's an option. Like if you don't want to do that, like thousand hundred dollars, it's too much for you currently. Like I do understand that's like it's the reality of the businesses, you know, some for some businesses right now. Look, there is Udemy course. You can go and grab it. Again, it's 13 like euros at the moment, maybe more. I don't know. And go and grab it and learn yourself. You know, there's two options. You you either going to find the money and, you know, and dedicate that to the third, you know, party company or you're going to do it yourself. You know, yeah. so 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 it, it's a short choice because, again, as I mentioned at the beginning, if you're going to invest and that's an investment. It's going to provide you return. If you're not going to invest, you're going to invest zero. You're going to get zero. So the choice is always you know, internal. Is there like a um, size or scale of a company where you think it starts becoming kind of a necessity to do this versus like maybe a company that is just starting out? Maybe they have like 20 homes they're managing. Um for, for that company with 20 homes, maybe 1100 is too much and they're kind of having to do some of, the, some of it themselves. I imagine once you're at a couple hundred, I mean, $1,100 is a lot cheaper than having to hire someone. You know, your time's value, very valuable at that point. You don't want to necessarily be doing all that yourself, but is there sort of like a kind of a size of like a management company where you think it starts becoming very feasible and important to look at, you know, either hiring in-house or outsourcing. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. So basically look, the, the thing with the scaling business and that's what everybody is just looking to do. If you're running a business, there's one thing that you're looking to do more of. You're looking to increase your revenue. 
you're looking to get more sales. You want to make more so you can hire more people. So if you're in a position where you have 20 houses and managing them, managing them yourself, it's because of the decisions that you made. Like if you want to go to the next level, you want to go to 200, 2000 houses, it will require you some times of pain. You know, and that's what sometimes business is, you know, like I like what the Elon, Elon Musk said. He said, running a business is just like staring at the abyss and eating glass. <laughs> so eating glass part is basically where you sometimes you have to go through the pain. And for you to go from 20 units to, you know, 200 or 2000, it will be painful because it's not easy. And that's why there's a lot of companies who don't go to these numbers because they, the, the pain level is, is very for them. You know, they, they can handle that. So look, like you always should should utilize it. And look, I think it's better to have problem because you can have one, you can have two problems where you don't have enough clients or where you have too much clients. Like choose which problem would you like to have? You know, because like both of these are problems. One problem, not enough clients. You cannot scale your business because there's not enough revenue coming in, not enough sales. And you're just stuck with these 20 units and you don't know what to do. You cannot use marketing because you don't have a budget. Or are you spending money, whatever you found it, I don't know, borrowed it because it's important for you. And you have so much people coming in, so we don't know what to do next. Like you don't have enough people in place. And yeah. that's a problem. That's a good problem. <laughs> yeah, but that's a good problem. And again, you're yeah. going to be creative and that's going to push yourself in uncomfortable positions. And that's where it's going to be painful. You'd be like, Shit, what am I going to do now? Like, you know, what's going to happen? Like, I don't have people and you have to make a lot of phone calls, meet people and, you know, do the elbow shakes and everything. And it's going to be crazy for you. You know, it will be really tough times. You know, yeah. it's going to be a good time. So it probably will be one of the best times personally as a business, as a company, you know, but that's what it takes. It's just, again, it's, look, it's very simple. It's just making mind shifts, you know, because that's what it is. Like business, I'm always, when I talk with the business owners, real estate, uh, any business on the planet, Everybody knows 80% is the mindset, 20% is the mechanics. Mm. So if we just think different, again, about the way we approach when we, again, with our personal message that we would do business, the way we're looking to solve other people's problems, we're coming from a service standpoint, you know, and we're just having a bigger vision than we thought that we can do as a business during these times. Because I'm sure there's a lot of business where taking a tremendous market share right now from other people in a certain markets in USA for, from people who are not marketing themselves because yeah. they're marketing themselves. And maybe some of the companies don't have an access capital to billions or millions of dollars. Yeah. They're finding the money because it makes, they, they understand that that piece supposed to be, that's an important piece for them. They have to scale the business. So it's painful. I love the, it's a, the it's quote. A painful, it's a painful, it's a painful truth as well, you know. So staring into the best, eating glass. That's all of our listeners are doing that. Me and you are doing it. Uh, <laughs> it's the trend. Um, well, Martinez, like I think a lot of people are going to want to probably uh, check out that Udemy course. They're, I'm sure, I know they're going to want to listen to Beating Alpha. So, where can people learn more about you and um, uh, your sure. podcast and Equity Nest? Yeah. So again, if, if you're looking to learn more about what we do when it comes from a service standpoint about social media, and again, I'm always available to give you those uh, you know free calls and devices, you, you know, as much as I can, because I do a lot of uh, beating alpha podcast episodes a day, as you know, but mm -hmm. uh, and still run the company and on multiple different projects. But look, I'll, I'll make a time for you because it's important for me, because uh, like I say, it's a collaborative thing. If you want to leave this place from uncertainty and, you know, not having enough sales, 
Like if I can give something to you so you can, you know, be better position yourself as a business, at least a little bit, that makes me feel good. Because look, you can make so much money, you can do so many great things. And, you know, at the end of the day, look, if you're just doing that for your own sake, it's no fun. You know, it's no fun because I like to go, you know, have people on my show just like yourself where I met you and ask you all these questions. And yeah. you know, it's fun to meeting friends and new connections. And that's fun because I, every day I would take, you know, um, 10 million great friends than $10 million every day. I'll change that. Because because that's what life is all about, you know, helping each other, you know. So so that's something core. But if you want to go go and check it out, Being Alpha, that's on YouTube. Again, that's another great resource with a lot of free content. If you're looking to you know learn about uh, real estate investing, again, property management, mindset, sales, marketing, we have a lot of great great people, and we just uh, going to be close to 200 episodes in a probably another almost a couple of months. We already have the episodes where it's just, you know, schedule in advance. Well, and of yeah. course, for any listeners, if you're not sick of me, there's a whole <laughs> podcast where Martinez interviews me and you could go listen to that one first. Yeah. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm sure, of course, that at this point, all the listeners are like, no, I think we're, we're tired of you. <laughs> and we'll skip that one. We'll listen to the others. <laughs> no, that, that was great. That was great. So again, what the, the work that you're providing for the community and doing these live, you know, you know, podcast things, you know, putting your time here and, you know, doing this, making it important for you yourself, even though sometimes we know we switch here and it's only two people are watching again, coming back to the Joe Rogan piece, you know, sometimes it's like, man, it's painful. You know, I'm, I'm pushing it. I'm pushing it. I'm, I'm trying to provide the value. Be patient, like be patient, like good. You know, when you do good things, good things do happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Martinez, I love the the ethos and and everything you talk about. Uh, thanks for tuning in, uh, everyone. And Martinez, thank you so much for joining us and and sharing all your knowledge. I appreciate it. Thanks for the time. It's been a it's been a great one. So I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And for everyone else listening, if you're interested in more topics on property management growth, you can head to propertybrew.co and subscribe to our weekly newsletter. Uh, we focus on industry innovations, growth tactics, and all kinds of uh, new things and updates for property managers. To stay updated on our upcoming Crowdcast and podcast sessions, follow the Crowdcast channel at crowdcast.io slash Latchel. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Latchel. We're trying to do all the uh, social media things that Martinez talked about. Martinez, thanks so much. Everyone, thank you for joining and don't forget to tune in next week. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date. Hit that subscribe button. Give us some love. Maybe give us a five-star review too if you like what you're hearing. And I have an ask for you. I'd like you to go to latchel.com and click the book a demo button to schedule time to talk with us. We want to hear about your business, how you've been, how you're growing, how maintenance is going at your company. Maybe we can work together, maybe not, but you won't know unless you talk to us. So go to latchel.com, click the book a demo button. I'm looking forward to talking to you. I know the rest of our team here is. So go do that as soon as you can. Thanks everyone. See you back next week.